I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So welcome back again to another episode of Renovation Made Right. I just want to give you a little hint to the listeners. By the way, my name is Brenda Bryan, and you are? I, David Bryan. So when I do the lead-in, <laughs> it usually means I don't have good questions because it's a, it's a highly technical show, and um, and I don't have anything good to say. So this is this is the little this bone. Is you get your this time. is the bone that Dave throws me. He's like, do the lead-in. That way, that way people can hear from you. So this is my lead in. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have Jordan Hill with us here today from Jordan Hill Electrical Services based out of New Boston, New Hampshire. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you for having me, guys. Hey, Jordan. We're happy to have you back. So uh, so we had you on for a previous show. And in that show, we talked a lot about what people should be thinking about when they're considering hiring an electrician or even maybe doing some of their own electrical work. Um, today, I'd like to move in a little different direction because... One of the things that, so I'm a professional contractor and I have a hard time, even though it's my job, I have a hard time keeping up. Um, and I know even our project managers too, uh, they have the same challenge on code changes, right? And and I one of the things that I've noticed over the course of time is code changes relative to electrical have become sort of, they do two things. One, they become, it's more and more complex, more and more restrictive. Maybe, maybe that's not the right word, um, but it also ends up driving cost to the consumer a lot, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so, so I would give you some examples, and I know you do the bulk of your work in New Hampshire. We do probably about 30% of our work in New Hampshire and about 70% of our work in Mass. But I know, like as an example, uh, does, does Mass, do Mass and New Hampshire effectively uh, uh, sort of enforce the same code, Jordan, or is it, or is yeah. it substantially yep. different? So they both, they both enforce the national electric code. Okay. And then Massachusetts does have a big, uh, like, addendums and additions that they ask for some more specific things, but their, their base is all the national electric code. So, so one of the things that we've run into as of, and it's not as of late, it's been for, for a number of years now, but it's... It's a uh, sort of a new, a renewed thing. So for a long time, ground fault protection for, you know, water, it, that's been around forever. GFCI receptacles or GFCI breakers, that's been around forever, right? So, so that, do, that, can we just back up and for the uninitiated, not yep, me, ahead. but uh, explain what a GFCI, and I'm going to let Jordan answer yep, that, not good. Dave. All right. So I, GFCI is, um, was based and designed around really water and electricity. It's a ground fault interrupting circuit um they were required in bathrooms and basements any place unfinished attics crawl spaces um so that was a gfci and you could either have them on your countertop um little button to push or you could have them at your panel as a gfci circuit breaker but so how, so do, they, how, how do they help people the what, do they, what do they do for years how, how do they help people? That, how do they help people and what do they do all right so if in if in layman's terms, if someone drops a toaster in the sink and you're washing dishes, it's going to shut down. It senses or the hairdryer in the 
tub or an electric cord in your garage is running through a puddle, it senses a fault to ground, electricity getting to that ground and shuts down. And honestly, I don't know the exact specifics, but I think it's like six milliamps. It's so darn fast that it, in theory, the tests were done. It shuts down quicker than your body is going to shut down, which is life and safety all day long. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so most of the code uh, is is built around life and safety. All right? safety. That's, that's the whole yeah, thing. All right? safety. Yep. And so for a long time, that was a source of protection, right? Today, today we're now required to do more and different things. Why don't you tell us about that? So and like you were saying, and it has been for, goodness, at least a good 10 years, probably 15 years now, I'm guessing. But And it, and it slowly creeps more and more into the house and into the panel. You need more of them now. But AFCI, arc faults, um, that is an arc fault protection, um, and it senses an arc, and it'll shut down the breaker when they... From what I was told, they were developed for extension cords. Those little extension cords, crappy little ones, 10 feet long, that only had a hot and a neutral. They don't have that third prong to plug in. And people ran them in their living rooms and ran them in their bedrooms. And when they would start to get frayed, they would create just a little arc, just a little there's a little spark between hot and hot and neutral. And that isn't, there's no ground. There's no ground fault because there's no ground wire in that cord. Mm -hmm. So that arc wouldn't shut down a breaker. Um, it wasn't long enough duration to shut down a breaker, but it does create heat. And where there's heat, there's fire. Mm -hmm. So when they were first developed, they were only required in bedrooms. That's where they started. You only needed about three of them or whatever, depending on how big the house is. Um, slowly over the last 10, 15 years, oh my goodness, pretty much everything now has to be arc faulted. I, I mean, it went from three breakers to, I mean, standard panel is 30 to 40 breakers. If there's 40 breakers, I bet you, I bet you 30 of them are arc faults now. Wow. Um, and that actually leads in to your other question on cost. Right. What drives cost? Life and safety. The code does raise costs, and, it, and it's usually it's not that drastic. Usually it's small things. Um, arc faults, I mean, that went from a $5 breaker to a $50 breaker. Wow. Yeah, when you deal. have 40 of those or 30 of those in a panel, that gets expensive real quick. And that has been, over my time, the biggest change, the biggest effect in cost that I've seen ever um and it was done i mean somebody was injured i mean it's life and safety and the code changes and it'll probably actually i don't even know if there's more that they can do uh with arc faults um actually i take that back i think i just heard the last code cycle they might be doing it for dryers and stoves now 240 volt circuits um which is not going to be a cheap breaker um but the code changes and we follow with it. And, and at the end of the day, the consumer is the one who, who, who owns that cost, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, so, the, and, and there's not, there's not just, there's that side of it. But the other thing that I know we, we've got into situations where uh, the expectation is if even we're only doing minor change at work, let's say oh, yeah. you know, if we touch something in a bedroom, 
we and we wouldn't otherwise be doing anything. But if we're gonna, you know, change switching or whatever, technically we're supposed to change out that breaker. Is that not correct? We gotta we gotta upgrade yeah, that, that is correct. Outflow. That is correct. If it's if you and and some inspectors are more uh, lenient than others. If you're changing lights and receptacles, just changing them out from ivory to white and changing from brass to brush nickel, he might say, okay, that's kind of silly. Uh, we don't need to go to an arc fault, but if you're taking out a wall or putting in recess lights, if you're extending that circuit, altering that electric circuit, then yeah, um, it by code that that does have to that has has to be arc faulted now. Um, and I run into it all the time. And to be honest, I anticipate the worst case scenario, which would be that, um, and and go with those standards as it is. Right. Yeah, I think um, I think the challenge is that uh, it, that you know you, it just it drives up cost, and then me, then beyond that challenge, I know we get into situations where, and this is especially it actually is still happening today, even though the technology has been out for a while, there are there there is equipment in people's homes that doesn't like arc fault breakers, right? And whether that's uh, treadmills or whether that's you know other kind of equipment, we've had multiple situations where. Uh, because we're now having to conform with this new code, we later down the road have problems with stuff not the clients being not happy because stuff doesn't work. Why, why right? would it not work? So great question. Maybe George because it's a motor. It. Yeah, because it's and I've I've run into it too. I've actually run into it the majority of the time at uh, like a sixty-five a retirement community where where they move into their new split level house or whatever and their old vacuum. It's the windings in a motor creating and arc or a spark and i mean you remember those old motors you pull the trigger and you see a little flashing sure, like yeah, that, sure. it's picking up on that stuff yeah. um and it doesn't like it yeah. it's happening less and less now i have very few trouble calls um because of that but it it is there and it's picking that breaker is doing its job it i'm it might make you mad but you gotta you gotta get a new you have to get a new vacuum because I can't take out that breaker because if something happens and I took out that breaker, at least in the state of New Hampshire, because I am to know better, it's a from what I've been told, it's a felony for me. So I'm not taking out that breaker. I'll buy you a new vacuum before I take out that breaker. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, but and, and, and even even other examples of things that uh, that people need to be aware of. I, I know relatively recently it's been getting enforced where we actually have to put um, whole house surge protection on panels. Yeah. And, and it's in the new code. Yeah. And exterior disconnects. Let's talk about what those are. So uh, the, so the new code cycle uh, just came out recently. I was actually just staring at my book the other day. Um, let me see what my new. So the newest. Did, did you just grunt picking it up? Was, 20, that heavy? what was that? Was it, I said, did you just grunt picking it up? Is, is that is, is that the code? I, I, I was like, I'm like, I'm like cockeyed in my truck, reaching around. I'm getting old. I'm getting old, Brenda. Um, so the newest code cycle is 2020. That's when the new code cycle came out. The new book came out. Um, in that new book, some of the some of the hotshot points were, yeah, uh, whole house search protection. You got to have it down at your panel. The exterior disconnects, like Dave said, you now need to have a, at your meter on the outside of a house, you need to have a 200 amp breaker, boom, to shut that house down. Um, the other big one that I recall was a basement. Anything in a basement 
has to be GFI protected. Back in the day, if you finished off a basement, and Dave, you've done a million basements, I'm sure, you could, you'd have to, when it's finished off, well, prior to 2020, it was arc fault protected. If it's a thinner space, ASCI. But now, because it is in a basement, it now has to be arc faulted and GFI'd all the electrical down there because I'm someone's house flooded and the basement filled up with water and somebody went down there and it wasn't GFI protected. Uh, And they probably got hurt. And that's just a guess, but that was another big one. That one didn't affect cost much. The whole house surge protection eh, shooting from the hip. It probably added a hundred, 120 bucks. Like they're not that expensive. The exterior disconnect that added some coin. Um, those are not cheap. Um, I bet you 300 bucks it added to a price. And if you're only doing a small job, right. that can add up quick. Right. Now, in that kind of situation, I know what that's there for. It's been explained to me <laughs> that that's there for the fire department to be able to power down a house before they enter a house, right? So so a, lo- a lot of this is driven by fire uh, as well, right? So in, ma- in many towns, in fact, the fire department's actually taken over the, 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 the building department in terms of who who is the answering authority, right? Um, no doubt. Actually, my code book, if my code book that I live in, die by, is manu- is published by the NFPA, the National Fire Protection Association. That's, that's my boss. There you go. So um, when you talk about the disconnect, this is something I thought about. And I, it, it, when I first learned about this code, it came up, it, you know, I thought about it, that you now have to put these disconnects outside. Does that mean that some uh, naughty 15 year old kid oh, don't, don't. running around the neighborhood. See, now, now this is going to be could actually there. power your house down by flicking that breaker in, uh, in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They no could. kidding. Uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of, it's kind of, and now I, I know that somebody's going to do I've a talked search. To firemen about it. I've talked to firemen about this and they, what they did prior to this disconnect is they would show up at the house, cut the meter and pull the meter socket out. Okay. That kills the whole house. Yep. Uh, I've talked to some firemen that say, yeah, we know those are there now. Those are starting to be there. And whether they're old school and haven't come around, they're still planning on pulling the pulling the meter. Oh, um, really? Because you pull, yeah. I mean, you pull the meter and you've now taken away the physical connection right. to and fro. Right. I've had breakers be faulty. Sure. And if you had a faulty 200 amp, 240 volt breaker and you shut it off and now the firemen think they're all set, but yet you're still pumping through one side. It's not a, it's not a sure shot thing, but it was done for a reason. Doesn't mean in three years it won't be taken away. I mean, they, they add things and take things away all the time. Um, So it, it, every three years things change. I have to go to classes to understand what the bullet point changes are. It's a 15 hour course. Um, and, uh, yeah, we are supposed to be informed. Oh, another big thing uh, with this code in this cycle for the first time ever. So the code changes every three years. An electrician prior to this year had to take his refresher course within that three-year window. So technically prior to this, this is the 2020 code we're in. I had up to 2023 to take my refresher course and be legal. But yet in six months, the new code could come out. So you're always like backpedaling. Now you have to take it within that, within that first year. So we have to be on top of it within the first year of the code cycle and makes a hundred percent sense. I I agree 100% with that one. 
So, so let's switch. I got some questions for you around like things that customers can relate to, and often things that are questions when it comes to considering doing a remodeling project, right? So, um, w- every time we go to assess a home for a client, one of the things that our our designers have been trained to do is to look at an inventory electrical panels, right? And so the first thing we look we look at is what's the what's the main breaker? Is it a hundred amps? Is it two hundred amps? You know, re- almost always those are the two choices. Occasionally you get into a little tiny cottage and you might find sixty or something like that, but it's rare, right? A hundred to two hundred. But then there's how many circuits are there, and is there enough space? in the panel for us to do the work the client's thinking about doing because we know that if we go and do a kitchen remodeling project and it's a 30 or 40 year old kitchen there's not there's only a fraction of the circuits in that kitchen now that there will need to be when we do the project right Right. and so we know we know we're going to burn up some space so help us understand sometimes uh we can keep the cost down to the consumer by by just putting a sub panel on and a sub panel meaning a separate panel that has open space. Sometimes that's not the best choice, and and sometimes it's it's dependent upon what the customer's thinking about doing, plus what their future plans are. So talk to us a little bit about how people think about when they should invest in infrastructure before they invest in pretty granite. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, you're right, and and people don't look at it that way because they want the pretty granite. They want to what what is their neighbor going to see? The neighbor's not going to see their panel, but it's like it's like paying for, it's like paying for dental work that keeps you chewing as opposed to dental work that makes exactly your, makes your teeth. No, bad. you're 100 percent right. Yeah, but that panel that panel is supporting everything. Uh, so you're right. It's always a hundred. It's always a two hundred. You do get the rarities, uh, but it's always that spaces. Um, I would say you can always find one and it's you can always find one or two circuits that you can tandem up or, or you can make room in a panel. You can always 99% of the time you can make room in a panel for one or two circuits. If you're doing a pool, you only need by code one 20 amp circuit. We can find that. If you're doing a kitchen, you're right, Dave. I mean, goodness, in a, in a standard modern kitchen, I mean, there's got to be six, eight, maybe even ten circuits that you need to put into that panel. Right. Um, would, if you're cramming it in there, if you upgrade, update the panel, make it bigger. If it's a small 200, my goodness, you can get a 4080 circuit panel these days that has 40 spaces but can, has a capacity for 80 circuits. So if you had a 200 that only had 30 circuits and you're shoehorning things in there, upgrade. Uh, and it's not going to be much because you're not changing the outside. You're just changing the inside. You already have 200 service on the outside of your house. You just need the panel to be bigger and better. And that's, um, that's sometimes where we actually get into conversations with clients about saying, okay, you're talking to us today about a kitchen – but what other plans do you have? Are right. you going to do an in-ground pool? Exactly. Are, you, are you going to put AC pool, in the tub. house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot tub. Yeah. Right, great. Or, redo your master yeah. bath. Right. And, and, and we, at the same time, we also may have some clients who are making a change in their appliance and they're saying, you know, I'm um, the, the previous owners of the house had an electric range, but I really love to cook and I want to cook on gas. Well, if they're going to cook on gas and have a gas oven, we actually get some, we gain some space, space right? Because right. we got a- You gain room. Right. We got a, a double pole breaker. Uh, that would be running that range, right? And it, and that can go. Look away. at this, Dave knows. You don't, you guys don't even need me here. I, no, no, we really do. But but yeah. I wanna I wanna make one I wanna make one point because we're running out of time here. But this is this is 
as I've been talking to you before on the show, and then as I listen to you now, you and Dave, to a certain extent, are kindred spirits. Now, I just, when when uh, our kids were younger, um, they used to tease Dave mercilessly, you know, at the dinner table, and they would, they, I, I, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, but the, the, the neighbor, yeah. um, you know, uh, howdly doodly neighborly neighbor, whoever whoever it was the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ned Flanders, Ned Flanders, Ned Flanders <laughs> right. So, so they would yeah, tease, yeah, yeah. tease Dave about being Ned Flanders. You're even more Ned Flandery than David, which is really hard <laughs> I, to beat. Like, you know I'm what? So I impressed. enjoy. I enjoy what I do. I, <laughs> See, I, me I too. Very lucky. And we got to stick yeah. together. We got to all those people that mock us for being enthusiastic about our job. Yeah. We, 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 people like us, we got to stick together, right? And, <laughs> I do. I do. I enjoy good. what I do. Every day is something different. I get to be. Cre- I get to walk into your house and be creative. But also functional. Right, right? If, right. if you want me to put a switch on your island to turn on all the outside lights, I can do it. Like I can, we, we can do it. We can make it happen. Right. Um, which is nice about my job. That being said, and not to knock plumbers, you've never, no one's ever asked for a lever on their island to flush their toilet. Like, <laughs> the bathroom's, you know what I mean? I mean, the bathroom's the bathroom. Like it is what it is. And it serves its purpose. Right. And I love my bathroom and I love my plumber. But I, I do. I get to be creative, but then I also get to be functional and technical, and and I'm I'm a fortunate person. And that's so. That's one of the things I also want to just in, in closing. Uh, well, for, first of all, it's, it's awesome for anybody to live say that, right? I feel the exact same way, despite the fact that my children and my wife mock me for it. I feel all the exact the same. Yeah, way, I get right? it. I get it too. But, I get it too. But uh, <laughs> the other thing I think that separates um, a, a, a great electrician from maybe an average electrician is uh, is the less straightforward stuff, the troubleshooting stuff. And I, I'm, I'm going to advocate for you. Um, and I want you to give out your contact information again, because you have, I've had over the course of time in different properties, multiple sort of head scratching situations where I'm like something stopped working. I, and I'm bright enough to go check the breakers and I'm bright enough to figure out a lot of, but it stops working and it's beyond me. Right. And I literally have not had a situation where there's been some weird thing that's happened that you haven't been able to come in, figure it out, troubleshoot it, and fix it. And that's what t- I think. I think as 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 our listeners are looking for electricians, I think that's a great. Depending on what you want to do, having somebody who actually can be a little bit of a detective and understand the understand how things work and track down those problems, especially in an older home, because those problems happen all the time. Um, that's what that's one of the things you really want to ask about, I think, also when you're thinking about a good electrician. And in my experience, Jordan, you have been that guy every time. And it, and it's only experience. I am no better or worse than other electricians. I've I've just put in a little bit more time. I, I grew up in the business. I was born to be an electrician. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've seen it. Like I've just seen a lot of things that it's like, okay, get back into that bag. What what could it be? There's only Everything works for a reason and everything breaks for a reason. There's only so many weak links and you go to those weak links. So yeah, that's experience, not knowledge or superpower. I, I gotta I'll be honest on that one. All right. Fair enough. So Jordan, why don't you do us a favor? Just uh, share your contact information with our listeners. So anybody in the New Hampshire area might be able to give you a yell. Fantastic. So uh, my name is Jordan Hill. Uh, my name of my company is Jordan Hill Electrical Services. I'm based out of New Boston, New Hampshire, but we'll travel anywhere in New Hampshire. My phone number is 603-765-7643. My email address is Jordan Hill Electrical Services. Actually, I'm sorry, Jordan Hill Electric at gmail.com. My apologies. And I can also be found on Facebook. I have a company page there that I get all. Uh, a lot of uh, hits on as well. So 
any way you need to get me, uh, I'm more than happy to respond. Awesome. Thanks for being our guest today, Jordan. It was wonderful to have you. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. This has been another informative and exciting episode of Renovation Made Right. I am Brenda Bryant. And I'm David Bryant. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.